0: And we are back. Yes. The Run Duo. Yes. What episode are we?
1: We are on episode 34.
0: 34. I I didn't think we'd make it past 10. I'm just joking. You (laughs) You are not right at all. We are
1: doing this.
0: Man, it's been a great two weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's happened been a lot
1: going on in the, in last, the last 2, two weeks.
0: weeks. I mean, we have truly had a lot going on in the running community yes. across the country. Yes. Um the Peachtree Road Race, all that good stuff uh happening um during that. Oh yeah, and um the the Southside Yes, I, okay. I want to go. make
1: sure you mention that. I'm sorry, yeah, y'all. I yeah. was writing, um, yeah, so, <laughs> writing him notes like, oh, don't forget to language. mention that. Yes, sorry. yes. <laughs> yes.
0: So yeah, they um, let's just start with that then. Yes, um, Jerome uh, Scales, who, right. who, who unfortunately passed away. Um, what's it been two, three weeks now?
1: Yes, about, it has about been three weeks. Yeah, I guess. we talked about it on our last episode. Yeah. That he passed from cancer, and was a very good runner and ATC ambassador. Um, excuse me, not ambassador. He's on the board. The for board Atlanta Track Club. Atlanta Track Club. Mm-hmm. Get it together, India.
0: And um, the Atlanta Track Club. Yes, and they announced it right before the Peachtree. Yes, they did. Um, there is a race here. It's a twelve k, right? The yes. Southside twelve k.
1: Southside twelve k,
0: and it's part of their um. What is that there? They're they're runs that are just not just for members, but they're free to members to run in. They do the uh, Grand Prix. Yes. It's part of the Grand Prix mm-hmm. and they're changing the name to is it just a Jerome Jerome Scales or did you find out the actual Jerome name? Jerome
1: Scales Southside um, 12k I think is what it is now. I think mm-hmm. they're still working on kind of Fully changing it over to his name. Yes. Um. Uh-huh. So I think that that is amazing, and they're gonna have a nice group of people to turn out to this. Yeah. This year's um, this year's race. So the I fact definitely that they know are, I'm gonna go out there. Yeah. For they're sure. commemorating it for him, and it's going to be his race now, and it's just amazing, and it just shows the level of support in Atlanta Track Club. I will say, stepped up that's exactly what yeah. I was about to say. They, they have stepped up for sure, but it also up. shows you what Jerome, Jerome's legacy and what he has left and what he was doing while he was yeah. here with yeah. us is that he's really doing what he needs to do and or doing what he needed to do to be an awesome, just person in the community. And he's being represented because of that.
0: Exactly. And I mean, um, because, actually, I'd seen some people going back and forth. This has nothing to do with Jerome. But okay. um, they were going back and forth about, actually, the New York uh, City's club, Road Runners. They're, right. are group Road Runners. Uh-huh. And now the Roadrunners, Runners, they have a race in honor of Corbett. Is that who is it? Mm-hmm. Ted Corbett? Mm-hmm. Because he used to be their president. Right. And I, they were going back and forth saying, well, um, you know, New York Roadrunners don't do enough for African-Americans, da, da, da. And mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, well, you got a race called, you know, the Ted Corbett, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And and I didn't, at one time I didn't know he actually had been their president. So I was right. like, oh, okay. that's really cool. They got a the race after him. But then right. when I found out, I was like, okay, that makes a lo- whole lot of sense. It
1: makes a lot of sense.
0: So this is kind of the same thing right. to me that, that the Atlanta Track Club is doing. They're naming a race after someone who had contributed to, their organization.
1: Yeah. Contributed to their organization and just shed a light on so many individuals and did well with the Atlanta track club as well. And I think it says a lot. It says a lot for Atlanta track club and it says a lot for the Atlanta running
0: community. Exactly. So. So, Congrats. Thank you. Thank you very much, Yay, ATC. Um, I mean, I'm sure his family truly appreciated. it. I know I'm going to be out there yes. uh, to run it. Um, I'm a member every year, so I'm, I haven't been to that one. Mm-hmm. So it'll be nice to go out and check that one out. I'm yeah. sure their enrollment or the, the, the amount of runners in that race is going to go up oh, yeah. quite a it's bit. It's going to be ridiculous next yeah, year. Exactly. And I know that
1: his daughter right now has a has a link to order some shirts with his name on it and stuff. Oh, Really? I'll pass that over, but yes. Um, so you can order a shirt, um, his one one mile at a time shirt, and mm-hmm. some information on the back with his name and stuff. So oh okay, well, definitely. Cool. An I did see
0: uh, a few people with. Um, I had my I had the um bibs the bib I mm-hmm. had the bib on my back, but I did see some Jays as well. Yes. Um, so that was really cool in the Peachtree uh, Road Race They had actually. Now, was that done by the ATC, or was it somebody just from the ATC that put it together so for the So, ATC
1: basically helped out and okay. expedited the, the ability to get it done so okay. quickly because gotcha. it literally was within a week of him passing. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of his friends that was on the board with ATC thought of the idea, posted a Facebook group to have bibs that were commemorative bibs for Jerome, mm-hmm. and basically they linked up with Atlanta Track Club to be able to have the table at the expo as well as expediting the ability to have the bibs. And also for it to not be at cost, yeah. so ATC of course stepped in, stepped to
0: help and took care that. of that. Yeah, yeah I, I had mine on. I saw quite a few bibs, had and mine. then, like I said, I saw some some uh, some Jays. Yeah, I as had two well. people
1: actually come up to me mm-hmm. while at the Peach Tree asking me. One guy asked me who Jerome was, and uh-huh. I gave him an explanation, a very eloquent <laughs> explanation <laughs> as to who Jerome Scales was. Yeah. Um, and then another young lady said that she was like, "Are you a part of Southside?" You know, she he was asked she was asked me about that in South Fulton. Running partners. Yeah. And I just explained kind of my time with Jerome and everything. And she gave her condolences. So I appreciate everybody that has stepped up, has said something, and that continues to. Like continues his legacy, so it's going to continue.
0: Great, great, great. So yes, that's yes. that's good news to start off. Now yes. we're talking about Peachtree, so we got to talk about. We Peachtree. might
1: as well roll right into yeah, Peachtree. right
0: into Peachtree. Peachtree. Peachtree Road Race. For those of you who do not live in Atlanta, it is <laughs> it's our New York Marathon. It it's is. It's like our big race here in Atlanta. Um yes. That you know it's it's I have a few races that okay I gotta run it if mm-hmm. I'm in shape. down in shape doesn't matter. You I do. I gotta it. run this race. This was my 10th. This was what for you? 12th. This is your 12th. Yes. That's kind of how this race is. Yeah. Because I don't think either one of us were probably in the running community when we first started. We just started running the race.
1: So I ran it into, it was, so Peachtree Road Race was my very first race ever. So I skipped a 5K Uh and I ran right to a 10K, (laughs) which ended up being the world's largest 10K, the Peachtree Road Race Uh is. And so that's just been my race that I do every single year. I think it's only been one year that I haven't run it.
0: Yeah. And um, I, I haven't, well, since I started, I haven't missed it. I ain't gonna lie. The first one I, I bought my I bought it off of somebody because mm-hmm. um, I didn't know what I was doing. And then right. after the, ever since then though, I've always gotten yeah. my my number the right way. Um, so. But yeah, it was it was actually you know what it wasn't as hot to me as it had been. bro what? It, wait, what, so, okay, where okay, were you at? Okay,
1: listen. What do you mean where was where, at?
0: where were you? Where what times you start?
1: You didn't let me finish. So mm-hmm. I started at seven thirty five. Okay, I was in corral H. Okay. Now, I will say it was not the blazing Atlanta sun beaming over us hot. It uh-huh. was not that, but the humidity was high. And I think that's what people underestimate. Yeah. So from my walk from the Marta station, to, from my car to the Marta station, I was sweating and I already knew what kind of day it was going to be. <laughs> I was like, Oh no, I'm going to be chilling on this day. So it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't until my mile five mm-hmm. that the, the actual sun came out and was blazing and was beaming down. Um, But prior to that, it wasn't overcast, but it was very humid. So I was I mm-hmm. was sweating a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, now I mean I didn't really run, so that might we be saw, why.
1: Listen, so if y'all don't follow Tommy on his social media, please go follow him or at least go look at his page. He has a awesome GoPro video of the Peachtree. All he's doing <laughs> is drinking.
0: That actually, is all
1: he's doing is drinking beer. If you, wa-
0: if, if you don't watch Almost Live, <laughs> go to the uh, the Almost Live the YouTube page, our channel, the Run Duo uh, YouTube posted channel. Well. I posted it there as well so yes. you can kind of see it. Please. But, I mean, this is the thing. I was like, Okay. Because I have been not, I have gone to that race and not been in shape, and still tried to run it. Like you, still struggling up the hills and of behind course. the human. You know, I was like, man, I'm an E.
1: Yes, I'm just gonna chill. But let me tell you this. So I think that out of my 12 years mm-hmm. of running, this was my first year that I actually was like, you know what this like I was like I am chilling like I literally am chilling like yeah. in my mind mm-hmm. I was like I'm gonna run walk this thing I stopped and talked to some people that I knew yeah. like I walk with um this dude named Zay I walk with him for like a half a mile like we literally <laughs> were like talking and chilling and yeah I was shaking hands high fives I didn't get any beer on the way because I'm not a beer person but like I literally <laughs> felt like this was the first year that I was actually able to really soak it up, enjoy it and Uh and see it. And I just, it was good. It yeah. was good. It felt kind of weird, of course. I was kind of looking at my watch like, ooh, this time's going to suck. <laughs> but I would say that, like, afterwards, I felt good, and I was glad that I truly enjoyed myself. And it seemed like that's what a lot of people were doing.
0: Yeah, and I, I, you And know even some people
1: that we know in our Atlanta running community, yeah. it was a lot of us that was chilling. It was some people that actually blazed yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there was a lot of people that was like, you know what? Forget this. I'm going to enjoy it.
0: I will <laughs> say this because – um, lace up fitness. They blazed it because by the time we all got to the, to the restaurant, we, we all go to, a place called Hudson grill right there on Peachtree. Yep. And like everybody goes there after the race and, mm-hmm. um, and eats. They were like, they had been to taking a shower. They were all clean. I was like, y'all must've really ran fast. Cause they had seats and everything. Um, but anyway, yeah. um, You know, (laughs) well, you know, Lace Up Fitness, they do their thing. They blazed it. Because I didn't even see any of them in the park. Yeah. like they were gone by well, the time we Patrick even finished. At,
1: I saw Patrick at the beginning. Okay, um, and it was another dude. I'm not gonna call him VMR guy. That kind of mm-hmm. was like, well, I'm. He made a he made a sly comment. He was like, well, I'm seated, so I need to get to the starting line. Like, kind of taking jabs. Like, <laughs> y'all are in A, B, C, and D, and H, and I'm seated, so I can't be standing around here talking about talking with y'all. So I know Patrick picked it up a little bit on his run because he was like, I was just gonna chill, but since Bro from <laughs> New Orleans is talking crap. <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to work it, but yes. But speaking of the weather, you can't say that it wasn't hot. This was the first, well, not the first year. I can't yeah. say that. Definitely not the first year. But on Wednesday before the race, Atlanta Track Club had announced that the the weather alert was already on yellow, okay. and then the morning of the race, it switched over to red, and okay. that just basically means there's different calibers of. Heat, humidity Mm -hmm. that we need to be careful with. The Atlanta Track Club director, he was basically like, This is not a day to be trying to PR. Like, it's very humid out here. I want everybody to be careful. So it switched to red once we were done. It switched to red Mm -hmm. around nine o'clock. So, wherever you were on the course around nine o'clock. So, red means it's high advisory. Like, really, really be careful.
0: Yeah. But it was just a good time. I mean, I guess it was overcast. And like I said, I didn't mm-hmm. really run hard. I just kind of chilled and ran and right. videoed people and, you know, drank beer and had jello shots. So let me and- ask you
1: this since you say this, you remember. So uh-huh. along the course, and of course, this was the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. of the Peachtree Road Race. Along the course, they had 70s music, they had mm-hmm. 80s music, yeah. and they had 90s music and 2000s yeah. music because of the years of the Peachtree Road Race. Now, at the beginning, they had um, different corrals. They were giving different music. Do you remember the, the music that your corral started off with? You
0: know what? I do not. It was, they had, I, I wasn't paying attention at so, that So, <laughs> I think, I was talking I think to somebody. They, were,
1: they were on the 2000s for me okay. when, I, when my corral started. Yeah. And it was, who let the dogs out? And of course, all the UG, UGA people were like barking and oh, shit. And goodness. I was like, okay.
0: right. But yeah, so
1: I do remember that. And I enjoyed hearing the music along the route from the different Different times. Yeah, I thought that that was re- interesting and a different yeah, like touch was. that they it gave to the was. Race. It definitely was.
0: It definitely was because I did see because I filmed a lot of the bands, mm-hmm. but it's just you know since I wasn't playing music on the video, I just didn't put it in there. But I filmed a lot of them as I went right. past. Um. So. It it was it was just it was fun. Um, you know, I actually walked um, cardiac hill and yeah. filmed all the Shepherd Center and that's uh, always people. It yeah. warms my heart. Yeah, like to exactly. walk to run
1: past or walk past the Shepherd Center to uh-huh. see every a lot of individuals that are disabled out in their wheelchairs and yeah. walkers and cans yeah. out there cheering us on. And if you look at the Shepherd Center, you will see people that can't come outside, you can see them. They have postings in the window yeah. saying good job, keep going. That is always something that is always memorable for me.
0: So. Yeah, so it's it's a, it's a a – I mean, it really made me understand kind of why, you know, the uh, Peachtree Road Race – because it, it's not really set up for the serious, serious runner. Yes, there's subsidies If you and all that, of yeah, yeah, it's like that. But honestly, it's more for the other – it's what, this a
1: family friend friendly run walk race.
0: Out of the sixty like thousand, there may be a thousand people that actually are serious serious. Maybe you know, two thousand, maybe 3, 000. two thousand. But the rest of them is families what? hanging out, having yeah. a good time. It's a big, group you know. This is a race that a lot of people they they train all year just for this race, and once it's done, they stop training. And that was they, my
1: story for the first. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Eight, 19, well,
1: five years but of running to the Peachtree.
0: They actually were elites that ran it so we got some yes. records that were broken right? We
1: have four different records mm-hmm. that were broken so the Wheelchair Women record was broken by Manula Scar um, and she ran it in, she's, excuse me she used her wheelchair. She did not run it. She did her wheelchair wheelchair race. She won it in twenty one twenty eight. So she broke the record. Wheelchair men Daniel um, also won it in eighteen eleven. And then of course overall women Bridget um, Koski, which we've heard uh-huh. her name yep. several times. She won it with a thirty minutes and twenty one seconds. And then road next Kirupto won it in a 27.10. So his record um the previous record was in 1996 and was 27.04. So he actually beat it with 3 seconds. By 3 seconds he beat the overall. Wow. So overall all of the men and women overall wheelchair as well as men and women just overall running we beat event record which is amazing and yeah. I think that it was great on the day that it was and the fact that it was the 50th uh, Peace Tree Road Race, and all four of those records were beat. I think is amazing job.
0: Fiftieth, wow! And did you see the um? Because they had some people who ran the first Peace Tree mm-hmm. were out there, and they had special shirts that said what say one ten. I think right. they said one ten on the back. Mm-hmm. So I saw a few of them and said, you know, congratulations. Right, they were exactly. out there, um, you know, uh, running for the for the fiftieth. Because I think they actually, I think that's who started my wave was um the winner of the first one um guy that owns Fidipides. Mm-hmm. What's his name? <laughs> you just said it. What, Galloway? Yes, Galloway. Oh. He actually started. He was the official starter of my wave. You need to edit that part. <laughs> I ain't editing nothing. <laughs> I Jeff messed Galloway. up. And I, Jeff Galloway. I forgot his name. <laughs> ain't like he hang out with me. Like, I'm supposed to just remember. Anyway. Last time I called, he didn't answer my call, so... <laughs> Jeff Whatever. So yeah, anyway. Jeff Galloway, who was the actual winner of the original, the first ever <laughs> Peachtree Road Race, he actually was the starter of my wave, and also all the um, all the guys that came back. The now the original 110 did not come. All 110 of weren't course there. Not, but right. the mm-hmm. ones that were there had special shirts that said 110 on the back. Right. You know, celebrating, and they started. Uh, in front of my wave as well. So I saw quite a few right. of them. Right.
1: And Jeff Galloway, we, I just saw on social media, he is actually doing a commemorative t-shirt um, mm-hmm. that has a lot of the winners and a lot of special people throughout the Peachtree Road Race. I think it's going for $100. So check out his social media page, Jeff Galloway. and you Yeah, will be
0: his able shirt to was that. really nice. It was really yeah, nice. His, his was drawing really nice. was really yeah, nice. Yeah. it really so. was. The shirt that won, yeah. Eh. Meh. Uh, Meh. Nah. I mean, I know they had to keep it open to the public, but I think this one time they probably could have just said, Hey, this is the fiftieth. Let's just go and let's get let's let's pick one. Let's not let the public not let the public's not right. You know, but you know, I think the fiftieth shirt could have been a lot better. But I love the fiftieth medal. The medal. If you didn't get the medal, you missed out. Whereas you got it. Yes, right. Where? Okay. Well, it's way over on that side.
1: It's over there. I need to organize my medals. You
0: got it with the rest of the medals.
1: (laughs) Well, that's because. It's a long story. In My medals it. need to be organized, but
0: that's okay. <laughs> so, Lay anyway, but yeah, the 50th medal was really, really nice. So, yes. I, I really like that. So,
1: is there anything that you missed at the peach tree that you know you've usually seen that don't you usually you didn't see this time? Uh,
0: no, what? What, For real? what did I miss? The peaches. Oh, there were no peaches? I don't like peaches. So,
1: Y'all, every year (laughs) Atlanta Track Club gives us peaches because, of course, Georgia is known for peaches. The Georgia peaches. And so usually you can get a crap load of peaches at the end of the race. So no peaches were there. Message Atlanta Track Club. They said that the farm that they usually get the Uh peaches from, it was a bad harvest year, and so Uh there was no way that they could get 60,000 peaches like they usually do.
0: Yeah, I don't like peaches, so. I I love peaches,
1: and usually I at least get like five or six. They usually be like, one each, please. And I'd be like.
0: I did. <laughs> okay. I know what I did get. The Delta towels. I always, uh, yes. always yes, yes, yes. get the, the towels Delta towels. Yes, amazing. indeedy. Yes, because, like, so when you finish Delta, the the airline, we're talking about not the the sorority, but Delta, the airline, they have, just to verify, you oh, never so know, I had to um, they have, um, cold towels. They dump them in ice cold water and they hand them to you. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I usually... I mean, Heather wasn't... Because we have a child, Heather did not run this year. We're sorry, Heather. We all missed you. Did you not miss Heather? Of course! Exactly. So she wasn't there. So usually between me and Heather, we walk out of there with like 15 of them. Yeah. So, but this year I I only got four. But they had the actual...
1: Well, they, they give the, them out, they you, you can say. Yeah, can I mean, it's not
0: like they won't give them to you. I'm just saying, usually we collect a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but they actually had the fiftieth um logo on it, yeah. so that's definitely why I wanted to make sure I got a, a few of those.
1: Yeah, definitely. They give mm-hmm. you dry ones or the nice and cold ones. Exactly. So the only complaint for the peach tree,
0: you got a complaint?
1: Oh, this this is my complaint. Every <laughs> year and they still haven't changed it. They need to move the power aid from the opposite end of the field. Like, you literally have to walk to the exit, like, pass. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking pass about. the mm. ATC, um, mm. past Park Tavern to get Power Aids. You guys, when it is cold, when it's, excuse me, when it's hot outside, you're sweating like crazy. The so sun they only is have water bent. at the beginning? They only have water throughout the whole race. And then the Power aid, water at the end, as soon as you get done. And the Power aid is across the field. And, mm-hmm. like, when I got done, I was like, I need electrolytes. Well. So that's only one thing. But other than that, Atlanta Track Club still doing an amazing job.
0: I had, I got my electrolytes through my cans of beer. Clearly so, can had plenty of. So let them. me tell you um the the after party the Yingling was on point. <laughs> Enjoyed it immensely. I could
1: So for those that don't live here in Atlanta and are interested in doing Atlanta doing the Peachtree Road Race next year, don't forget it's the world's largest 10K. Therefore, you have to enter a lottery to get in, or you can become Atlanta Track Club member and, and get automatic, automatic entry. entry. You still have to pay. But um, automatic entry, uh, Atlanta Track Club membership is, what, $30 or $25 a year. It's a one-time fee. Yeah. So even if you want to do it next year, you can pay the $25 to become a Atlanta Track Club member and then get into the Peachtree Road Race. Word. So, just a little word on the streets. I know a lot of people try to travel to to do that race.
0: Now, there wasn't, now, in these last two weeks, there was a couple of, well, there was another race um, on the other end of the spectrum. Only serious people, I would think, run this race, and that's the Western States 100, Mm -hmm. um, the 100 miler, um, and the- Only
1: serious people, only only, ultra uh, people,
0: people that do ultra running. I mean, do you think people leisurely run 100 miles? I would think you got, yeah. I would think, no, you ain't, you you're not, I'm just talking number. about you talking about serious
1: people. There's serious people that don't run a hundred meter, a hundred miles.
0: Well, no, I'm saying, but only serious people run a hundred miles. Okay. Like, you're not just, Hey, what you doing tomorrow? I You know, they you. got the hundred go miles. Your story. I'm just missing the 100. Western States hundred. Let's go, let's go do it. Um, but anyway, there was a couple of, well, one record was broken. Um, Jim Wamsley, I think is how you pronounce his name. He ran the 100 miles in 14 hours, 9 minutes, and 28 seconds, breaking the record he had set last year by 20 minutes.
1: Mm, 20 minutes?
0: 20 minutes. Yo, that's crazy. That is. And then um, Claire Gallagher, she actually, the first female, she ran the second fastest time for a female in 17 hours, 23 minutes, and 25 seconds. Could you
1: imagine running 20, 20 excuse me, 14 minutes and 17 minutes plus nonstop? Could you imagine?
0: I mean, I couldn't imagine running um, 100 miles. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't either.
1: Dude, no. I'd now, be dying at 26.2. T-
0: I've watched a couple of videos that sh- – they don't have any videos that actually follow the the, the elites I've seen. Mm-hmm. But, but um, I did watch a video that, was, that REI sponsored um, just showing this guy running the 100-mile. I don't know if it was the Western States 100, but, mm-hmm. you know, they stop. They eat. You yeah, know, they have they, to. Yeah, they, you know, they recover, you know, that kind of thing. And they eat
1: like random stuff too. Like it'd be whole meals. Yeah, exactly. That they have to ingest in yeah. order to keep, to keep, obviously the carbs and yeah. the food, like the yeah. energy to, in order to do it. They're not snacking on oranges and things like that. They're yeah. getting whole meals whole and then meals. continue running.
0: So. And, um, They don't run the whole time as in even on the course. Like you see some with the the ski poles.
1: Yeah, they're moving. You know,
0: they're they're moving, but they're not actually, you know, maybe jogging. Even at a jogging pace, they're at a walking pace a lot of times. But I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. You know, you're breaking records. I mean, I I guess to me, because it's one thing, okay, when you're trying to set a PR running a half marathon or a full marathon or a marathon, you can kind of space in your mind, okay, I need to do this much for every mile and Mm -hmm. I need to do this, this. Can you imagine trying to run a PR over a hundred miles? I mean, it just seems like it's just such a large task to try to mm-hmm. verify that. Okay, by the time I get to hundred miles, I'm going to beat my my last time. I think that's so it, much can happen.
1: It is. I think it's a different mindset that you have to have to be a ultra runner. It's yeah. just like a different mindset to be a triathlete. Yeah. Um, I think that to break down, like you said, a hundred. Excuse me.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not editing that either. <laughs> Nah.
1: Excuse me, guys. If y'all heard that, uh, to break down a. <laughs> I'm so sorry, this I think this is why people love us. We're not editing that. Sorry, excuse me. To break a hundred miles is a lot, and mm-hmm. being able to um, wrap your mind around running that amount of time into mm-hmm. p, like you said, to PR, I think yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, amazing.
0: definitely amazing. So you know, I just thought I would I would mention it. We don't talk a lot about ultras um or and we we've we've interviewed a couple of ultra
1: yep a marathons? couple of yeah. there's a couple of triathletes yeah, it's not that kind of, our world yeah. but we i mean i think that it's amazing because it still is running Yeah. um and it is still something that is it's just a a different avenue of running and most of most of those people started where we are yeah. and have ventured into ultras and have ventured into being a triathlete
0: maybe a 50 so. miler i might i might do you said she was going
1: to do it you said that a co- some episodes ago that she was going to do it for your 50 something
0: well, I mean, I'm over 50 now, so it don't really matter. Don't do it. <laughs> while, we're, while we're talking about records, because obviously that's... And we're talking about being old.
1: <laughs> I was trying to skip over that, but he keep talking.
0: we we're talking about records was, and age. I scratched that, my head and was trying to move forward. into what we're about to talk about now. You're
1: right. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right records and age. So mm-hmm. Bernard Lagat um, mm-hmm. set the U.S. Masters Marathon record at the age of 44.
0: There it is.
1: There it is. It is only his second time running the marathon distance, uh, 26.2 miles. And he ran the Gold Coast Marathon in Australia at a 2.12.10. Can you believe that? Wow. 2.12.10, which is uh, approximately a 5-minute and 10-second pace for 26.2 miles.
0: I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty amazing.
1: And he beat Meb's record by 10 seconds.
0: Wow, he took Meb down. Mm hmm. Meb's a beloved uh, hero in America. I know. Yeah, wow.
1: Meb ran um, uh, two. Two 2-12, twelve, um, two twelve twenty in um Olympic trials in twenty sixteen. So oh, okay. he took Meb down then. So of course Bernard Lagat, I think a lot of people weren't really looking at him to do that because this is only again only his second marathon. Um, he ran New York City and he shaved. Um, excuse me, he ran New York New York City twenty eighteen mm-hmm. and he shaved five minutes off of his New York City time. So he did New York in two fifteen twenty. I'm sorry, two seventeen twenty. So wow. he ran. He shaved five minutes off of his time within some months.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I, I assume he's probably going to get faster. I assume he is. He's going to, if he continues to train the marathon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still don't think he's ever going to get into that elite group.
1: Why do you feel that? Because of his age?
0: Well, his age. Um, yeah, he's basically yeah. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. Just his basically, age. Basically well, we his age. Well, we can't
1: knock him off. So most people would know him from the track. Yeah. So he actually has, the, between the 1500 to the marathon, he basically holds all the master level uh, records between the 1500 to the marathon at this That's point.
0: amazing. so, now the, that, so now he, that's a feat.
1: That is a feat. Yes. So, like. I think that people sleep on him, but at the same time, he's running. He is running the streets, and he definitely is taking the record. So I think that that is amazing. And to be 44 and blazing the streets like that, I think, is just amazing. Yeah. yeah. So continue doing that, and we will see you at the Olympic trials. He I hope He's place he number six. He's going
0: to be. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just making sure. He's going to be there. And that's a good segue. Okay. We got we got some uh, Olympic trials now. We're probably going to lose our people from Almost Live, so make sure you're, you you hit over to the um, SoundCloud, yes. iTunes, and Google Play to listen mm-hmm. to the rest of episode um, thirty-four. 34. Um, but because this is what I'm about to talk about, y'all need to hear. Yes, this for is, sure. It, it, Since and I mean it, it's big because we're in Atlanta because we're going to yes. have the marathon Olympic trials right Woo-hoo. here in ATL. Yes, thank you, ATC. It's a huge deal. Huge huge deal. Now. If you haven't heard, the Olympics have kind of let the air out a little bit, or not the Olympics, but the Olympic Committee mm-hmm. has kind of let the air out a little bit of our um, of our marathon trials here mm-hmm. because we know how marathon trials usually work, not just Olympic trials in general, just the, the track meets, whatever. Mm-hmm. In most sports in the Olympics, when you go to the Olympic trials, if you finish in the top three, mm-hmm. actually some sports is top four. Mm-hmm. If you finish in the, at least the top three, mm-hmm. you Go to the Olympics, right? You you own the team. Bam! Right. I'm top three. Mm. I'm going to the Olympics, right? Well, the um, IAAF kind of changed their Olympic standard, so now they were saying, regardless, I mean, yeah, you could come in the top three of your Olympic trial, but if you're not hitting a certain standard, you're not going to the Olympics. I don't care if it's your if your country's Olympic trial or not, right? And just for just to let you know, so in the marathon for the women, the Olympic standard is two hours twenty nine minutes and thirty seconds. For The men is two hours, 11 minutes, and 30 seconds. So Bernard wouldn't be going
1: right, N- uh, not off of his time. No,
0: not from, off of his time from the Gold Coast. N- now, there has been some news, and I got this from uh, let'srun.com. I don't know if you follow them, but mm-hmm. they always have some good information. But I got this from let'srun.com, and I actually saw it today, um, as I was eating lunch. So basically, the, um, the U.S. committee, uh, they, they well, the IAF has said. OK, if you want to use your marathon, your your Olympic trial as your standard for going to the Olympics for your country, it has to be a gold level. I'm sorry, gold label status race. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you become a gold label status race? Um, the way you do it is so. OK, let's just start with the men. If it's a men's race, you have to have six men six athletes that are gold label runners. status mm-hmm. they are gold label runners same thing for the women six six of them have to be for your race to become a gold label status race if your race is a gold label status race then your top 3 runners can go to the olympics go. regardless of their times right now <laughs> to be a gold label status runner or athlete mm-hmm. you have to be in the top 200 in the world right okay which so, are
1: all leveled up with the different races. So there's different races. Different races are within different a point, different status uh-huh. and different points within the IAAF. And so basically you have to run certain races to obtain certain points to be to be characterized as a gold label runner or silver label, silver mm-hmm. label runner. And they have different levels of them.
0: Okay. So for the women that mm-hmm. are coming to Atlanta to run in the uh, Marathon Olympic Trials, they're good. Mm-hmm. There are 11 women. That will be gold label status. That so are in that, that
1: top 200. that are in
0: that top two hundred. Mm-hmm. So the women's marathon trial is a gold label status race. So our automatically, automatically. So if you're top three, the United States can send you um, to the Olympics if you're a top three. So even because they were saying, because okay, first off, it's in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's hot. It's hilly. There's yeah. a chance that you know yeah. maybe our third place runner don't do a two twenty nine. Yeah,
1: that's true. Very easily. Okay.
0: Now the men. And this is pathetic, guys. I mean, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying that the runners are pathetic. I'm just saying this just sounds really, really bad mm-hmm. for the men's side.
1: It's only what
0: we have one. Oh no, one runner that, that is, is in that, is that that gold label status, and that's Galen Rupp. Yeah, wow, that's it.
1: So that means that so just to clarify, that means that anybody that runs has to do the two eleven thirty or better. Yes. Like period. There is period. no first, second, third. So if y'all come under that two two eleven thirty, you will not be able to tr- to go now, into the Olympics.
0: Galen already has run his gold standard. Right. I mean, he's already run, you know, the Olympic standard. So he's he's good. He he doesn't have, you know, anything to worry about. But like um just
1: as long as nothing happens on trial day.
0: Exactly. As long as nothing happens on trial day, but he has he has in the last two years run a two eleven oh a better than a two eleven thirty. Right. So he's good. It's just nobody else has.
1: <laughs> I got an itch in my throat, y'all.
0: She has an itch in her throat, y'all. Anyway, and Tommy don't edit out <laughs> goofy stuff. You just hit this button right here. Just hit that button. Say something. Oh, see, yeah, oh, see, we I have a cu- it's to... a cough button. That's what it is. <laughs> it's called a cough button. All right. So I've learned how to not be all in the mic with my cough. So anyway, um, that's
1: intense. And I think that that think about the mentality that that is going to like put forth for the the people that are running the Olympic trials. Like it's it's very much time sensitive. Like it's, and of course it is at any point, yeah. like even for them to get to the Olympic trials is time sensitive. But I think that that puts a little bit different pressure yeah. on them in regards yeah. to that.
0: I mean, I think it puts a lot of pressure because I mean, I mean, to be, uh, to be honest, if I was close to, to 1130, mm-hmm. I would try to get, cause I just want to go to, I mean, some guys you just want to go, you know, you have no chance of placing <laughs> in the Olympics. You, you know like, you're not. You but you just want to go to the Olympic Olympic e- qualified, Exactly. But it's
1: the same way as the Boston Marathon. Exactly. You want to say that you Boston I qualified. I qualified. Regardless <laughs> on if Boston didn't choose you because your time <laughs> was just at the cutoff time, you still qualified. You know so, what I mean? So to I wear mean, that Boston qualified shirt is something. Olympic well, qualified shirt is something.
0: Exactly. I, I think that I'll, this will put a dampener on the guy's side mm-hmm. a lot because I know there's a lot of guys that are probably, I, I mean, I'm wondering if a lot of guys won't show up.
1: I think they're still going to come. I guess. They need to come do some heel repeats, but they still going to come.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, it will be fine.
0: I mean, I think, like, the guys that are close will come. Right. But, like, whereas usually in, in most Olympic tournaments, um, whatever the sport, there's usually a lot of people that come just, hey, i participated in the Olympic trials, right. you know, kind of thing. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering if, you know, this will kind of shy some, some guys away from coming.
1: Definitely. And, I mean, and we can't forget it is – three six-mile loops and one 8.2-mile loop is what they'll be running. Um, and they did, Atlanta Track Club did announce that on December 7th, they're going to do a test route. So mm-hmm. they're, the Olympic hopefuls can come here to run a test route. It is not a race. It's not open to the public, but it mm-hmm. is something that we can go out and speculate. So I think that they're just going to open up the course and just let let them run on the course, see how it is. And of course, we did the semi-race earlier this year with that, yeah. but I think the full course is out announced and they're going to be able Able to run on that. So I think that that's going to be awesome. So December 7th, do y'all want to see some of the hopefuls? They're going to be in town. Yeah. Well, well some of them will yeah, be in town. Some of, them, of
0: them will them. be. Now, as far as this, go and check out the um, the let run, letsrun.com um, and listen yeah. read the article because actually in the article, it shows um, that the U.S. Uh, has a couple of options they're going to try. They're going to, mm. I guess, plead their case okay. to the, uh, um, the IAAF um, to uh, see if they can just get this taken care of and, and move forward.
1: Yes. Well, you know... Um, segue, we know that Kipchoge is t- totally fine for the two, ele- you two eleven. You think he can make it?
0: I don't know. He's going to be close.
1: <laughs> you sh- y'all should have saw this side eye that I just gave him. Like, what? He's, he's going to break gonna two, two in October. He is not even, like, two yes. eleven is like...
0: So you think he's going to break it this him. time?
1: I think he is. I don't
0: know. So
1: it has been announced that um, INEO's challenge will mm-hmm. take place October 12th um, in Vienna, Austria. Um, so that is really, really exciting for Kipchoge to attempt Mm -hmm. to do the sub two marathon. And of course they, they are actually giving them a time span because they don't want him to run when weather isn't good. So he just, either it's going to happen on October 12th or between October 12th and October 20th. -hmm. So it it may or may not happen on the 12th, just depending upon the weather, but yes, he is going to run it. He's going to run a 4.3 K out and back four and a half times. Oh, wow. So
0: Wow!
1: Wow, it's right. So yeah, I, I think mean, he's gonna. I think he's gonna break it. I mean, he did it two hours Hart and twenty five. he he needs to stay home this time. <laughs> he needs to stay home. There is gonna be a spectator area. Okay, you, you going to Austria?
0: You, I doubt I'm gonna make okay. that yeah, trip. You're
1: going to Austria? <laughs> um, there is gonna be a spectator area for people that um do want to be able to spectate. I I don't think Kevin's gonna be there because it's not a Nike event. It's It's, uh, not. it's an Aniose event. Okay. So definitely, um, definitely look into that. I'm I'm excited about it. I hope it is the 12th so that I can kind of mark it off my list and like keep it keep it keep it as is. I mean he needed to shave 25 seconds off.
0: Yeah. Yeah but that's, that's it's hard. That ain't that ain't that's that, that ain't easy. Kim said he said y'all think this is easy. It's it, not that this is not easy. This is not easy. No, he says it's hard work. Um I like that they are are you know leading up to it they're showing a lot of his training yeah. you know it's a lot of social media involved in that so yes they are they're definitely. showing
1: a lot of that they're showing the people that they're pa- that he's pacing with they're mm-hmm. showing a, a lot of that um involvement so I think that that's great and gives you a little bit more insight on what what the true elite do and how they how they really train and eat sleep and drink running
0: yes cuz that's definitely what he's doing right now mm-hmm. definitely
1: so speaking of speed, obviously, so over the last couple weeks of my training with Lace Up Fitness Coach, Coach, that's o, right. Yes, you
0: training for what? The race. The race. So yes. I am
1: training for the race. Um, I had a couple people message me after the last episode asking me what my PR time was, and I'm like, why y'all worry?
0: Because you know that's how people are. That's people want to people, people want to know things. <laughs>
1: People want to know People
0: things. People want to know things. Yes,
1: so I am training for the race, and I'm really, really excited about it. Um, this is my third week with Coach O, and I, I'm i having a lot of mixed feelings. I'm mm. not going to lie. <laughs> um, I have really been trying to sit, sit mentally with having a coach, mm-hmm. not only because I'm having to – be accountable t- for myself and to someone, mm-hmm. but also just the fact of when you have a coach. On some days, when he's expecting you to check in and to to put your track your time, like and you haven't done it or you just didn't feel like doing it, that's not an option. I mean, it's not an option, but it's not an option. Yeah. So, like for me, there is Trainerize is the app that we add our.
0: um, Was it called extra- Trainerize? Okay
1: that we add our actual apps in. So it's powered. The Lace Up Fitness app is powered by Trainerize, So you have mm-hmm. to sign up for a program with them in order to get this app and the links for the app. So he sends my plans every Sunday through this app. Okay. And I, it basically notifies me every day you need to check in for your speed work. You uh-huh. need to check, check in for your easy run. You need to check in for your long run. Mm-hmm. And then it tells you to track it. Okay. And literally the anxiety that I have, that I have every Sunday to see – what my workout is going to be is pretty high.
0: Really? But
1: I think it's I think it's because I'm like, okay, what does he have me doing now? And I know I signed up for this guys. Like I asked yes, for this. You did. I signed up for this, but it's still he, I will definitely say that he has really taken me out of my comfort zone. Uh-huh. So in the past, I would in with training, I would train with the Hal Higden half marathon schedule. Mm-hmm. I would do 12 week training plan and call it a day. Yeah. Right? Like okay. there was nothing specifically tailored for me however now that i have a run coach with lace-up fitness it is literally very strategic very specific and he i am busting out miles that i would have done maybe halfway damn near to the end of a training cycle Uh so say for instance like for instance my first week with lace-up fitness i was doing nine mile um, long runs. Uh-huh. I looked at the Hal Higdon training plan. Nine mile long runs is not until week 10 of a training plan.
0: Which level were you doing for Hal Higdon?
1: Novice one.
0: Did they have speed work in it? Okay, they did yes. have speed work. Yes. Like speed actual work, track or more like tempo? Tempo runs. That's not, not nah, no, but, You're not actually on a it track. it was like
1: tempo runs, mm-hmm. but it was, but then also like it varied. So depending upon what what, you, what novice that you were doing and also mm-hmm. which one you chose, yeah. you could or couldn't do speed work. So like, for instance, for me, I'm doing speed work weekly. I'm doing a long run weekly. Mm-hmm. I'm also doing strength training in my miles. I'm working out five to six days a week. Look at you. So I'm tired, boss.
0: <laughs> my body, I
1: will say this okay, so in october twenty eighteen, I ran the Chicago Marathon, and then I went right in a not even a week from the Chicago Marathon. Mm-hmm. I did the race half marathon. okay. So since then, I went I really fell off, was very inconsistent and have been very inconsistent. So he is pushing me to be more consistent, working out five days a week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Excuse me, being more consistent and actually putting down miles that are out of my comfort zone.
0: Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and so
1: I think that it's it's the accountability and also I have had some runs l- here lately that I was embarrassed to submit my times. Like I was like shit. I was like girl <laughs> You, you was on a struggle bus. And I would text him and be like, yo, I'll be like, coach, so today was pretty difficult, but this is what I did. And you know what his response mm-hmm. is? Good yeah. job, you finished. I need you to get the, the consistency on your legs. Like, that's what he yeah. is. And I feel like these first couple weeks is what he – that's what he is focused on is mm-hmm. getting the consistency on my legs. And then we'll ramp it up. But his speed work have been no joke. Mm-hmm. His speed work <laughs> – his speed <feet> work, <laughs> work has been no joke. Uh-huh. Um, But I'm – I'm enjoying that in the speed sessions. Like for instance, the last week's speed sessions, he had me doing one minute speed, so running as fast as I could on the track for a minute. Uh-huh. Tommy at thirty seconds, a chick was <laughs>
0: tied. <laughs> like I
1: was like, <gasps> like it was, it was very exhausting, yeah. and I realized like you have to do speed work. Like I felt like a snail. It was, it was very, very. Tr- it was a struggle for me to do the yeah. speed work, but I realized I need to do it. And then at the end of that um, speed workout, that it was a fart lick, fart lick. I literally felt like, I was like, India, you have not done speed work or touched a track since 2016. Wow. So at the end of the day, I have not done any speed work in yeah. between. So this is new, new to me. Yeah. Um, And I just have to accept it. And I think that's the thing, like embracing the fact that, All of this is new to me. I honestly, in some points, feel like a new runner. Yeah. Like, brand new runner. Like, Mm -hmm. never have run anything. And and I'm really sitting with the mindset of, one, you asked for this. Two, you are still a marathoner. Nobody can take that away from you. Three, don't think hard about where you were. Think about where you are now and sit in that. Because I think I'm focusing so much on where I used to be, how I used to drop 10, 10, 30-minute miles without mm-hmm. any any issues. And there's days where I'm in 12, 13, 14-minute miles, and I, I am just, like, struggling. Mm-hmm. But I have to be like, you know what? That's okay. That's where you are. You're going to work to where you need to be.
0: Exactly. And definitely putting that consistency in, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely is going to make a difference.
1: So it's been a strategic project. I appreciate him for sticking with me doing what needs to be done after we get done recording i gotta go drop my miles for the day
0: how many miles you gotta do today three wow i mean I still i mean goodness I, so that's a lot of running that is a lot of running
1: so my base is basically three miles
0: okay well that's uh yeah i don't know if i could do a coach <laughs> <laughs> Cause I be like, you know what? I don't feel like it. Today.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let me say mm-hmm. this. So last weekend mm-hmm. I had a, after the Peachtree road race, I had a nine mile long run that I was supposed to complete. Yeah. I text him. My body was not okay. My mother nature and everything was not aligning. <laughs> and I just could not like, I woke up that morning and I was, my body was so tired. I couldn't get out of bed. And uh-huh. I texted him and I was like, coach, like my body, I can't do it. And he was like rest today. So like, I appreciate the fact that he's not like, cuss me out. Why didn't you do this? Like he, he's like, sometimes you need to rest and I like get it. Of course I felt bad that I didn't do the nine Uh miles, but it just is what it is. Yeah. That can't happen this week again, but it's gotta get done. So, I mean, I appreciate the fact that I can message him. He is accessible every time I, you know, call or text, he is available that I can communicate with him. And, of course, with Lace Up Fitness, depending upon the training plan that you choose, you can have that readily accessibility to your coach, that communication, that level Mm -hmm. of talking, um, sending the information through the apps, including, you know, sending in your food to make sure that you're doing everything on that. So I like it, but, again, it is still definitely taking me out of my comfort zone.
0: Well, you know, actually, it was crazy because, you know, I went – I don't run in the city anymore. I don't really. I, honestly, I realized after when I went down to the beach tree mm-hmm. I don't see a whole lot of runners. Oh, yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Like yeah. I very rarely see runners and it was just crazy to see everyone and to see how in shape they are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, dang, I guess I need to, to get, get back it on. The the- I mean, I need to get it because it, it, it definitely you can tell that, you know, running in the city, being around a lot of runners, mm-hmm. it is that positive peer pressure yeah. and I don't get as much you as get I your used head
1: to. nods all that exactly I hear why I'm at it's just the 18 will but see now you
0: me. got that positive with the coach you've yeah. got that positive peer pressure um yeah. that, that that's working with you to yes. get you back to where you need to be yeah. whereas because I'm sure when you're running Hal Higdon you're like oh that's fine right that's fine now you're realizing wait a minute
1: it's not I, fine. I, it's not
0: fine I, if I if if I have a goal then I need to be doing this speed work right? or I need to be doing this or I need to be doing this. And the other this.
1: thing is that, you know, it's the accountability of someone. But then also I have come like this is just true, true things. I have announced to you all on the Run Duo podcast that Mm -hmm. I want to PR at the race. You know what I mean? So in my mind, I'm like, Indy, if you're going to do that and you don't want to be embarrassed, you don't want to come on the podcast the week after the race and be like, it didn't happen. So like for me, I'm like, I need to put the work in. The plan Mm -hmm. and the coach and all that is only going to work if I'm going to allow it to work and if I'm going to put the work in.
0: Exactly. So at
1: the end of the day, it is, I can either use it as a negative and like let it, Self down talk me, or I can use it as accountability and to continue to push and do whatever I need to do.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because well, I'm gonna run that thing. You gonna run it? Yeah. Great job, India. Great job. <laughs> Great. <laughs> hold on. I don't up. know if this. There you're we so go. Silly. There it is. Yeah. There, yeah. Ooh, Give yeah. a little applause. There. Oh, there you go.
1: Giving me some applause. Like, yeah, so I will keep you all updated. Again, if you're looking in – if you're in Atlanta or even outside of Atlanta, because some of the coaches are not in Atlanta, nutrition, fitness, anything, Mm -hmm. laceupfitness.com, it is a whole system of coaching, racing, swim, bike, run, nutrition, lifting, everything, all inclusive. So definitely check them out.
0: Definitely, definitely. Well, now we got one more thing to talk about, and it's a little little down, Mm a little down, I'm sure – by now basically probably everybody's heard about this. Right. About the um the 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 older runner. He was like seventy years old, yes. I think. Frank Meza. Uh, uh-huh. doctor. He's a doctor, doctor. Frank Meza. And I was reading an article. Like everybody in his family's a doctor. His wife's mm-hmm. a doctor, his son's a doctor. Right. But um he's a I was an older runner and um I guess now I don't know if Marathon Investigations was the first one to investigate him. Cause he in the in the Los Angeles marathon, he had run a master's was it a master's record yes or for his age group anyway for, yes for his, for his age group, group. it wasn't a, it wasn't it wasn't like he was beating bernard but no it was, it was for him, but it wasn't bernard <laughs> but it was for, no, 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 for no. his age group is 70 to 76 i think or something right he had run a, a record um right. in the los angeles marathon mm-hmm. and um from the article i read um he, Derek murphy who yes. is in charge of in marathon investigations that kind of you know, he went set off
1: a beam. Let me look into this Let me look into this.
0: Right. And he looked at his different, you know, and I think where Derek always starts is to see your older races to kind of see, okay, is this guy been running, you know, 10 minute miles and now all of a sudden he's running a five minute mile. Right. That kind of thing.
1: Is it scientifically possible? Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: But he, I mean, I don't think from that point he found anything, but I think based off of like maybe hitting, you know how you'll see those mats in the middle of the race. Yes. Hitting those mats, that he wasn't hitting them or something. Not
1: hitting the mats. I think videos had him going to a lot of restroom breaks. So a lot of like breaking off of the route. Yeah. Um, and I think that LA marathon, I think had already been investigating, but did not do any public yeah discussion with it. Yeah. But of course with Derek Murphy's marathon com, he kind of puts it all out on front street and he'll yeah. tell you who he's mm-hmm. investigating before mm-hmm. he even gets, you know, definite detail, but yeah. you know, yes, unfortunately that was that. So, Dr. Frank Meza, um, it was announced that he actually passed away on July 1st, um, excuse me, on July 4th. And this was not even a week before he basically, what people, a lot of people are calling public shaming because of his, Mm -hmm. what he's been accused for cheating in marathons. Um, and basically a lot of people are saying that, that Derek Murphy is, was public shaming him through marathoninvestigations.com and some people are saying that it was th- that this was his passing was because of that it has been officially ruled as a suicide mm-hmm. um and they are basically saying that it was because of the public shaming that he obtained and Derek Murphy now has taken marathon uh, marathon investigations down for the time it is on pause he is not doing um he does not have it published at the moment his website published mm-hmm. at the moment because there've been a lot of backlash and negative comments in regards to his, his how, to he, how he public shames people that are quote-unquote cheaters. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's two sides to the story. There's people that feel that the work that Derek Murphy does with investigating people, and these aren't just people that do world records. These are people that are everyday Joe Blows yeah. that say they yeah. ran a... Ran a five-hour marathon and did a seven-hour marathon. He also does a lot of bandit
0: people. He he does. He does. doesn't even have anything to do with time. He just like he just catches people using fake uh, fake fake bibs, bibs, things of that nature. So
1: there's there's one level of, of. people that are saying Derek Murphy needs to be banned. He shouldn't be able to do this. This is public shaming. This is demeaning people. This is bringing down people's self-esteem. At least they're out there trying. This is ridiculous. A lot of people are saying that he is the cause to um, Dr. Meza's passing and, you know, the reason that he may have committed suicide. And then there's this other line of people that are like, Unfortunately, it's very shameful that he committed suicide. But what Derek is doing is basically showing you can't be cheating this running community. Like you don't need to cheat to to be a runner. Either mm-hmm. you did it or you didn't. Yeah. So I think that there's been a lot of mix of comments, and because it was ruled as a suicide, I think that there's probably a lot of legalities behind the situation right now yeah. that are being investigated. And It is a very touchy, touchy subject.
0: Yeah. Well, and this is the thing, Derek. This is a free country. That's at least how we still think it is. (laughs) Um, It's a free country. (laughs) In some aspects. And Derek Murphy (laughs) wants to put up a website that he pays for, whatever, Mm. and, you know, catch people that are cheating at races. That's his business. I mean, honestly, I I don't really go to marathon. I don't really pay any attention to it. Mm -hmm. If he catches me, I hope he sends me a picture so I can, (laughs) I mean, I'll shake his hand. I don't care. Yeah, I sure did. I went to the bathroom. (laughs) I cut across. That's the part. I jumped that right there, and then I got back in the race. What you want from me? But anyway, my point is, it's a free country. He can do that. Right. I I personally, I I don't read, I guess I'm not on the side enough to really see how far he goes with it. He digs deep. I know he digs deep, but it's not, I don't think he, like, puts it out there like, you ain't shite. You know, he's not like he's, he's just saying, well, you did this, you did this, you did this. And he moves on with his life, as far as I can tell.
1: So it is very detailed from mm-hmm. the ones that, because I've read several of, several of his articles. Uh-huh. It is very detailed. He will show how he got his information. He will post. He'll be like, I got it from Strava. I mm-hmm. got it from Garmin. I saw the bib. This is the picture of the person that you may have copied the bib from. This mm-hmm. is how, like, he he yeah. is very ex- like, very detailed it's very information. But it's very
0: business-like. It's not like he's over there yelling at you like, you suck, you're this, because no, you no, did no. this, I you suck. I don't think, I won't I, say I mean, I he's think he doesn't, you. I agree. Yeah, he's like, not, he's demeaning not demeaning anybody. you as a person. He's yeah.
1: giving specific details yes. as to this happening. And, like, I agree. There are some situations where people are trying to cheat or mm-hmm. are cheating to get into yeah. Boston and get yeah. into runs and races that exactly. you have to work your behind off to get mm-hmm. into. So I definitely understand it. I think for me with this article and Dr. Frank Meza's like stance with his suicide is mm-hmm. more so for me, suicide and su- suicide prevention, being mm-hmm. a professional that works in the mental health field. Mm-hmm. I look at it more so on, we have to really think about there are people out here that running is their identity. Mm-hmm. There That's are people true. out here that, if if they DNF on a race or if they did not, like something happened on a race, it is, the end, and I, mm-hmm. I use this very loosely, it's the end of the world for them. Meaning yeah. they feel lesser of. Their self-confidence is down. They don't yeah. know where they're going to go from here. It is mm-hmm. going to be very frustrating. So I can only imagine if that was the case for Frank that he felt this way and— we will never know if his suicide was because of that but if it was the case like we have to understand the identity that is taken on as a runner and when you're put on front street as a negative as a negative person or yeah. a negative Connotation to your name, mm-hmm. it can be very frustrating. Yeah. Um, and we also have to see kind of what are the signs and what are some of the things, you know, associated with kind of suicide and things that people are doing and you never know. Like he could have had other stuff going on so yeah. I don't think that we can connect it to that but it is very closely related.
0: Yeah. And I mean, from the article I read, he you know, he didn't, he didn't, led on to his family that no, anything he said he was, was
1: just going out for a run. Yeah. Run
0: and, um, he had yeah. told his, his son, who's also, you know, a doctor, he told him he was going to meet him for lunch. Mm-hmm. His son stated, Hey, I ran with my dad all the time. He runs, you know, sub six minute miles when I runs you Definitely. know, all the time. Mm-hmm. And he was planning on running the Chicago marathon with an observer. Right. So right. somebody run with him to prove right. that he, you know, he, he's not cheating. Yeah. And, you know, he said that, yeah, I took bathroom breaks and you know looking for a bathroom i ran along the sidewalk which mm-hmm. i've done before right. you know in a, in a race but you know ain't nobody checking my time so now of fast course.
1: so it's <laughs> very unfortunate and condolences mm-hmm. to frank Meza and his you know his family and everyone that was associated with him and i hope that everything gets kind of squared away there are a lot of people petitioning to take down marathon investigations because of what they feel like it is kind of public shaming and demeaning people that i just don't are think it that. was
0: it was marathon investigations i think it may have been what Marathon's investigations brought on like the rest of the world come in and they're the ones that Mm -hmm. really did it. But I don't think Derek did any kind of shaming of anyone, um, on his site personally. Right. right. So, and you know what this is? And, and this wasn't the first time that he's been disqualified
1: Mm -hmm. for
0: assumed, you know, or said he was cheating. Cause even in one of the articles, he stated that he was, um, He told the guy, well, yeah, go ahead, just disqualify me, because I don't want to be said as I was running, you know, I'm trying to fake a time or anything like that. Right. Um, So it's not like this is the first time he's heard it.
1: Right. This is true.
0: So, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, I feel awful that, you know, somebody's life was taken, Mm -hmm. but I I, I would not sit here and blame Marathon Investigations. I may may blame society as a whole as to how they treated the information that Marathon Investigations Mm -hmm. gave them, you know, then yes yeah okay maybe right. maybe maybe then but
1: yes and just just in in this if anybody has any concerns needs any help anybody's dealing with depression mental health disorders anything of that nature and you need some suicide assistance. Um, There's a toll free number 1-800-273-TALK, which is 1-800-273-8255. So please use it. If you know anybody that needs help, definitely use it. There's mental health professionals out here. And I'm a firm believer that running is not your therapy. It can be an outlet, but you still need to talk to licensed professionals for some things to really, like, talk through it. Yes, and please don't let
0: running be the problem. You can always get faster. Get a coach. Get Lace Up Fitness. Lace Up Fitness. Exactly. get it. Exactly. So, anyway,
1: to end... Thank you guys for listening to that and listening to this episode. Um, I want to like to end on a positive note. Congratulations to everyone that ran the Victoria Falls marathon in oh, Zimbabwe. Yes. Um, so we had a lot of people from the Atlanta running community and from all over that completed the this marathon um, this past weekend. And congratulations to everybody that completed.
0: Yes, definitely. That's, uh, and ran, not it, just completed, yes, but completed. also ran. That's, that's uh, part of Heather King's. Yeah, trip around the world, yes. basically. Um, she's she's going to be in Africa. And then she's going to be in Antarctica, yes. which I'm going to help her kind of document that side of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, congratulations to everybody that went to the to, – well, I'm not going to call it that. They call it the Dark Continent, but I'm not going to call it that. Um, went to Africa and um, ran that, that marathon yes. and, and added another chip to your, your continents.
1: Yep, and for everybody that also got into Tokyo Marathon, that was announced recently also for their charity um, entries. So congratulations for that.
0: Yes, congratulations!
1: All right, today was a good day. We had a lot of stuff for you guys.
0: We had a whole bunch. <laughs> oh, I wanted to say something real quick. All so, right. if you um guys like, I don't really buy Running World Mar. I'm sorry, Running World magazine too much anymore. Mm-hmm. Not like I used to, and I, and it has more to do with just magazines in general. I with just that don't. Yeah,
1: advertisements. And yeah, stuff.
0: just so many advertisements. But I happened to pick one up because you know it only comes out six times a year now. Mm-hmm. They don't do it every month anymore. Right. So I actually picked one up. It was six dollars. Good God! Um, I picked one up just because I was like, well, okay, let me. I can give me something to read, so I decided to to read into it. They actually have some really cool tools. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually have if you go to their their website, running runner um runners world. runners world, um they have um and just put in tools. They have different tools for like pacing, um, protecting predicting your pace, um, how long to wait before you start training again, BMI. Um, and then they also have this tool is what to wear, whereas you can actually put in weather conditions, intensity of run, um, you know, how far you're running long, short, you know, distances, and it'll push back exactly what how much you need to put on like what kind of layers Shorts? yeah yeah Yeah. you know and I actually put in my run for Sunday I had a nine mile run and I put in you know Georgia heat and it just said naked so (laughs) I don't know if it if it actually works but I'm just playing (laughs) anyway go check it out Um, I thought it was actually pretty cool Um, it was a pretty cool tools and they had a lot of them there. So, you know, at least, you know, even though the magazine might not be my cup of tea, I am going to check the tools out. Your ass
1: is
0: crazy. Naked. That's what you need to run. Naked. You in Atlanta? Naked. (laughs) Um, but anyway, (laughs) we've had another great show. Yes. So, India. You. If they want to get in touch with you, how they going to do that? You
1: can find me on Instagram at I underscore of underscore indigo, which is E-N-D-I-G-O runs. So that's I of indigo runs. You can also find me on Facebook at India Cook. Or if you would like to email me any comments, concerns, anything like that. Or if you just want to chat it up, you can hit me up at milesfromindia at gmail.com.
0: And you can get me at Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two, at gmail.com. Or hit me up on Instagram at tmitch68. Uh, DM me there. Or you can DM us at the Run Duo uh, Instagram page.
1: Yes.
0: So, India.
1: Yes.
0: Two more weeks, and we back.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Don't forget to like, share, find us on Google Play. ITunes, iTunes and SoundCloud.
0: And SoundCloud. And sign up for the race. Yes. The price is getting ready to go up. Sign yes. up for the race. The
1: race. First week of October. Mm-hmm. Don't forget.